Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening. It is the, uh, let's see, what is this? This is the 21st day of May 2019. What I'm going to be doing is recording this a day early, uh, and it'll be up on uh, dots.fm or Wednesday the 21st. Going to be doing a little bit of traveling today, and uh, as a result, we need to get this thing done a little bit of, a little bit ahead of time. So one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to... Um, do this video. When normally what we have done in the past is I've put videos up on YouTube and let people see it. We're going to put this in down below dots.fm for today's broadcast. And uh, it'll kind of give you an idea of what we do when we do a uh, podcast here in the office. <clears throat> I'll also uh, show you a few things. This is uh, the uh, keyboard setup I have right now. And over here on my right hand side, you can't see it, but I have a MIDI board, a couple of uh, track information, some screen that I'm going to be using. There's computer screens all across in front here and a little timer that I have. So um, this is what we'll wind up doing. And um, one of the other things, I have a little uh, group called uh, Podcasting for uh, Business News and Fun, I think it is. And uh, we're running that through meetup.org or meetup.com, whatever it is. And we did one last month. We're going to do one on Thursday. And instead of doing it in my office, uh, we're going to go ahead and do it at a Starbucks here in Ocala. Going forward, I think I'm going to wind up doing these in different locations across the uh, state and uh, kind of building up a, a larger network of people. And instead of doing it in my office, I think sometimes ladies don't want to come to an office by themselves and all that kind of stuff. And I understand it. So you want to be in a public setting and, and people, you know, kind of want that as well. So we're going to be mixing that up. I think the next one, excuse me, I'm still getting over a little bit of a cold. Everybody here in the office, uh, everybody has a cold. In fact, somebody just sneezed over there. So um, what we're going to do is kind of mix it up and go around a bunch of different places. I think it'll work out real well. This is going to be more of a deep dive uh, in connecting dots. What we do is do basically Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And occasionally we'll do on the weekends, we'll do a deep, deep dive. We're putting one together that um, it's going to knock your socks off. And um, I have uh, information and knowledge about the Kennedy assassination because I lived in Dallas when John F. Kennedy was assassinated. We're putting together a podcast and we'll talk about that and things that you've never really heard about. Now, when we do these, uh, what we're doing is we're simulcasting and we're simultaneously recording, rather. We're not simulcasting. We don't do that. We're simultaneously recording here on the video, and uh, we're also recording audio. We can record video and then extrapolate the audio out, or we can just record both audio and video, meaning audio video and just the audio. So we're doing two different programs or several things running, and we'll get started here. So this portion, you'll notice that I'm going to take some breaks. There'll be some long pauses. But then in the podcast, what we do is we clean it up and all of the empty air. So for example, that big space right there, that's going to be gone. And so when you hear it, you hear a real contemporaneous boom, 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 boom. It doesn't necessarily make us sound any smarter. It, what it does is it gets through the information quicker. The brain can process the information. So connecting dots, the podcast will go very, very quickly. And uh, today uh, I'll be wearing my um, professional uh, earpieces. That's not a hearing aid. That's an actual uh, earpiece that we have. And so we'll get started. What I will be doing in this particular item, I will be using a lot more uh, music uh, items periodically because uh, I need to do that in order to take a break.
such as get a cup of coffee and do things like that. So I guess you might want to consider this as the pre-show. We don't normally do that kind of stuff. But uh, anyways, for those people who like really get a kick out of watching what we're doing, I used to, uh, I'll tell you real, real bluntly, the uh, twit with Leo Laporte. Leo's in California and I think Petaluma. Yeah, he's in Petaluma. And then uh, in Los Angeles, there's uh, Tom Merritt and uh, Daily Tech Show. I enjoy watching them on, uh, on YouTube. I won't use YouTube. We'll put this on our page. There's a lot of reasons we don't want to use YouTube. There's a lot of reasons why you don't want to use Facebook. Uh, you can promote yourself with these organizations, but you don't, you don't want to really use them. So, okay, with that, I think we should be good. We say we get started. Okay, let's do a uh, countdown. Five, four, three, two. Well, it only makes sense that there would be a uh, school for YouTube school. And there's a couple of articles that we've uh, been paying attention to that are really quite interesting. And in this particular connection, in this uh, connecting dots, what I'm going to do is I'm really going to get into the details as far as what parents are doing with summer school. And you basically have... <laughs> children who are going to summer school to learn how to be YouTube stars. I kid you not. Now, because we're going to talk about a couple of different companies and most of these companies are not going to be uh, publicly traded, but we are going to talk about YouTube. We're going to talk about Google. We're going to talk about a couple of different things out here. I'm going to do a, a quick disclaimer and get that out of the way. So I'll be back in 30 seconds. Connecting dots is for educational use only. Investment performance is not guaranteed. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation or needs. Nothing should be construed as an individual recommendation. Due to our extensive holdings and that of our clients, you should assume that we have a position in all companies discussed and thus a conflict of interest should be assumed. So as a result, uh, we've got a couple of things going on that I think are really, really interesting. And that is you have mothers and fathers who have absolutely forbidden their children to uh, use YouTube. And then others say, well, yeah, that's fine. Use it with a you know, limited use. You know, don't get crazy on a thing. And then some parents just simply suck. They don't care what their kids are doing. The uh, digital technology winds up becoming more of a babysitter than anything else. And uh, as a result, uh, you have parents that uh, don't even know what their kids are doing. But with that being said, what we have is we have parents that are now out there sending their children to a summer camp to learn how to be YouTube stars. Now, one of the things I want you to understand, tuber camp for kids, you know, we're not talking about rafting down the Apple River outside of La Crosse, Wisconsin. Now, that's a ball, by the way. If you have a chance to go to the Apple River in Wisconsin, that's a ball. What we're talking about is uh, tuber camps are nothing more than learning how to use video and audio production and kind of getting everything squared away and, and squared, or, you know, it, it's cool. Uh, it, it's really, really cool. Now, it seems that online video stardom is really replacing what we would call big screen fame. And it's been a goal for a lot of kids for a long time. But YouTube is now saturated. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to bring in the California Gold Rush. We'll talk about that. You can say, how are you going to do that with connecting dots? Well, yeah, we do it. You wait and see what we're going to do. But people have been doing this for years. I mean, look, um, people have been going to Hollywood for years to, to make it big, to strike it out. I mean, the whole nine yards. People have been doing some really cool things in terms of what uh, Hollywood has to offer. And, uh, you know, I mean, the bottom line is, why not? 
You have uh, children that would like to uh, basically increase their uh, chances of, uh, of becoming famous online and using YouTube. Well, that's fine. You, you used to go to Hollywood. Now you can sit in your, your bedroom and you, well, you try to be a star. So the platform is really accessible. We've democratized uh, fame, if you want to call it that. And so there's a lot of kids that are doing that. Now, it's been known for a long, long time that YouTube is replacing Hollywood, no doubt about it, in um, India. You have Bollywood. Um, and frankly, Bollywood has really made a big, big dent into what has gone on in Hollywood. And the star power of these Hollywood stars is nowhere near what it used to be because you're getting more and more nations and regions of the world, uh, like Nigeria, uh, Nigerwood, if you want to call it that. Again, there are people who are literally out in the field with um, iPhones. You might remember the Blair Witch Project years and years ago. You really ought to look that up. If you don't remember it, watch the movie. It's kind of cool as it is anyways. But uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you might want to, uh, again, kind of get an idea for what different things uh, are working in terms of expanding the uh, the power of uh, digital technology. And again, digital technology is absolutely uh, changing the world. There's no doubt about that. And because of that, well, look what we're doing here at Fixed Cost Financial. You know, we sponsor Connecting Dots, and this is our public podcast. For our clients, oh, geez, we do audios and videos all day long, not only for education, but also for explaining how things work when somebody asks a question. We, it's sometimes a whole lot easier just go in and do a quick video. Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. This is how this works. Sometimes using your hands and all that kind of stuff is, uh, is real easy to do, and it, it kind of works. So the thing is, you have, um, again, digital technology, and it's being applied to just, I mean, everything from trucking, you know, artificial uh, intelligence, self-driving vehicles, entertainment, cleaning. I remember when the Roomba first came out, I thought, oh, my goodness, you know, you got to be kidding me. Stocking shelves. One of the things I think you're going to see in the very near future is that you're going to see, I think, a whole new industry developing where the actual shelves that you see um, in the grocery stores like Walmart, the shelves are going to move move out, go down the aisle, and then you can clean under the shelf. That shelf will go back into the back storage room. A new shelf will come out. So as one, let's say there's one on one side, one on the other side, the one on the left side is moving out. The one on the right side is moving in. You can have it cleaned up because uh, there's always going to be spillage underneath those things. It's fully stocked. It's just fully stocked. So the person doesn't have to do any stocking. It then goes back into the back and it can be digitally programmed so that whoever is stocking, because sometimes humans are going to continue to do this stuff. You can say all you want about robots doing it, but you're going to have somebody in the back and they're going to know, oh, look, there's a reconfiguration. Corporate wants more hostess ho-hos over twinky dinky doos over here. And uh, you're going to see guys boom, 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 boom. So the front won't just have the, the label, won't just have the barcode. It won't give just the price per square ounce per square ounce. <laughs> You like that one. The price per square ounce. Who the heck comes up with that one? The price per ounce or the price per um, per unit. What you'll wind up having is you'll have a barcode that will be electronic and it'll change. And so the person in the back, boom, you'll have all the color codes that tell you what to stock, what to do. And, uh, you know, it's just eliminating people all day long. What you're not going to eliminate is people doing shopping. People still like to shop and move around. So retail stores are not going to die. Anybody who ever says that is just, uh, they're full of beans. But these day camps, I got to tell you, these day camps, are really cool. Um, now, kids as little as, as young as five are learning how to uh, shoot videos. They're learning how to do uh, ed sound editing. They're learning how to create a personal brand. And again, for a lot of parents, they want to see their kids, I want my kid to be a star. You don't want that, okay? You don't want that. 
I'll talk a little bit about that as we go along. But here's the key thing. I mean, it's just it's just a cool thing. You got day camps. I think you're going to see more and more of this. But you could go out there and spend a boatload of money. And you could spend a very little bit amount of money. Money. There's all sorts of different things that are out there. So with that, I'll be right back. Full Sail University is a private university. It's a for-profit University in Winter Park, Florida. It was formerly a recording studio in Ohio, Ohio, and uh, it was called then Full Sail Productions, and that's F-U-L-L-S-A-I-L, if you want to look them up. Then they had Full Sail Center for the Recording Arts. They moved to Florida back in 1980, which is something I did not know that it was that long ago, and they've been running uh, video and film courses ever since. Now, in 2007, they did something. I remember when they started, I went, hmm, this is interesting. They started offering online degrees. The school is partly owned by a private equity firm called TA Associates, and uh, it is not regionally accredited, but it is nationally accredited by the Accrediting Commission of Career Schools and Colleges. So it can award both an associate, bachelor's, and master's degree in audio, design, computer animation, and business. Now, real quickly, I'm here to tell you absolutely unequivocally, beyond exclusion of every reasonable doubt, the controversy over the AS, ACT and SAT and accreditation of these schools and, and uh, making sure we have the right quotas and mixes and some people being treated different doesn't make any difference. It just doesn't make any difference. I am so fed up with education in this country. I am so fed up with people with form over substance. I know a lot of people are. And uh, there is just an excessive cost in doing things in this country. That it's it's got to stop. Now, with that being said, uh, in November of 2018, uh, Full Sail had about uh, just under 9,000 students, as far as I understand locally, had about uh, 10,000 students enrolled in online courses. Online is fantastic. I believe that you can learn an awful lot online, but there's nothing that replaces hands-on. And hands-on means you, you need to sit down and you need to actually work it. Now, with that being said, let me make it real clear that just because you're working it, you you sometimes have to sit down and have the ability to communicate with people and have a conversation. That, that college experience can't be replaced. But what you can replace, in my opinion, having done this uh, pretty well, you can replace probably 70% of the crap you have to sit through in school. And you could actually have a more dynamic and a, and a crunch down component now, again, just sitting back and shooting the breeze, you learn a lot with your professors and with your teaching assistants and fellow students. That you can't get with online. You can't do that. But a lot of what they're teaching, you can. And so the cost of uh, the degree is not cheap. Full sale was, I think, smart to locate near Disney. And uh, to get a, a kick off of that, there's, there's no doubt. The question is, but is it worth it? Okay, that's the key question. Is it worth going to school? And how much are you going to learn from full sale versus doing on your own thing? Now, the hope of being famous here with uh, YouTube, that's the huge draw. You know, Ronald Reagan, former president of the United States, he's an actor. Donald Trump, we all know who he is, and we also know who Arnold Schwarzenegger is. By the way, Schwarzenegger graduated from the, my uh, alma mater. He graduated from University of Wisconsin, got a degree in economics after uh, he was uh, weightlifting weights and all that. For those of you who are old enough to remember people like Bob Hope and Bing Crosby, uh, they were our version years and years ago to who uh, Kim Kardashian and, uh, oh, I'd say PewDiePie is. So, you know, these people are famous. And what they did is they were seeking fame, but they turned their fame and their craft into a business. It's a full-time marketing thing. So being connected in the world of entertainment is real critical. And I'm bringing that to your attention because as we move through this, I want to talk a little bit about how it is absolutely critical 
article that people understand that just creating it doesn't mean that anybody's going to come and watch it. So the decision to let your child join a social media platform is, of course, a personal decision. It's one that depends upon the children's age and emotional maturity. And there are a lot of reasons for wanting to put themselves out there. They want to be famous, they're friends, and they want to get connected. But um, before you allow your kid to do that, okay, you might want to head down that path. Uh, there are some questions you really probably want to ask as a parent of yourself, and that is, and, and also of the child. You know, why do you want to have a, a YouTube channel or any kind of a social media presence? Um, what kind of videos do you want to create? These are just basic fundamental questions that unfortunately some really crappy parenting is out there. And parents don't ask these kinds of questions. You know that and I know that. And then you can say, for example, well, what are your favorite YouTube channels and what do you like about them? You might have a you know, kid says, I, I want to do a YouTube channel. Oh my God, I can't have you do that because you're used to watching porn online. Well, the kid's not into porn, but the kid is, he's playing games, World of Warcraft, all these different modifications that are out there that they're playing. And that's one of the, you know, streaming is huge. I, I swear to God, I think someday the Olympics is going to have a video game uh, competition and, and you'd, uh, I guess it'll be how long your butt can, the physical aspect will be how long your, your fingers, your eyes, and your butt can stay in, in the chair. Um, I guess, you know, if you think about it in the Olympics where they have different horse events where they jump around. So, I mean, it's just a jockey doing that. It's the horse that's mainly doing the work. And I probably piss some people off. It is what it is. Then you can also ask your kid, well, what kind of YouTube channels don't you like? And what don't you like about them? So if the kid's really into gaming and they're good at it, let them start recording. Maybe they can do uh, make a career out of it. It wouldn't be the first time that I met somebody that uh, did that. Um, but here's the other thing. You got to talk to the kids about rejection. There's no doubt about it. Rejection is a really important thing that you really need to, uh, again, make sure the kid understands that not everybody's going to like it. And there's a lot of mean people out there. Here's the question. Can they handle the critical comments? Can they handle the harassment? And that's a big deal. Some kids are born with a big, thick skin. Yeah, screw you. I don't care. Some kids, oh my God, they fall apart. They break. It's not just kids. We had a lady here in Ocala. It's just a, a sad situation. I'm not going to get into the details, but she and her friend, when this first started this whole Facebook nonsense first started and uh, somebody didn't like what somebody said and somebody claimed to have their password and things went back and forth and oh my god it went to court litigation the whole nine yards in fact I even know of one case where a gal shot and killed her husband um, over uh, things that were on the on you know <laughs> she suspected uh, bad things and uh she kind of did the bad thing when it was all said and done. So the bottom line is you also need to talk to your kids about uh, sexual predators because, look, there is always going to be that lure that making money as a sex actor will draw some of these kids in. Here's the thing. Do you prevent everybody in the world from getting on YouTube and doing things because of a couple of kids that get screwed up? I don't think so. Now, I have a whole different approach. I'm not into buttercups and snowflakes. I'm not into protecting the whole world. You know, I'm a guy who uh, grew up in the uh, 50s and 60s, and I had a paper route. I shoveled snow. I mowed grass. I babysat. I did all sorts of things, and I basically have been working since I was 10 years of age. And I still have some of that money invested. really do. Here's the thing. Uh, most people don't have... Uh, a lot of kids are graduating from college in their mid-20s to early 30s. They have no work experience. I could care less how many degrees you have. Oh, big deal. That's so fantastic that you got a degree. But uh, when it comes time to actually doing things, 
if you uh, go knocking on doors, you have no experience, uh, you are literally going to have to keep knocking on doors. People are going to say, no, we don't want to deal with you. So I'm big into the fact that, yeah, you start knocking on doors with experience. That makes sense. So here's the thing. Um, raging debates. There are just huge raging debates out there in the world about do you or don't you let your child use video and putting it online. Remember, once it's online, it's always there. And parenting in the digital age, gosh, it's tough, you know? Not being able to keep up is a problem. We're going to connect a dot on that towards the very end. But uh, to not parent and just let them do whatever they want, that's bad. Now, things are moving fast and furious. You might remember the movie with uh, Paul Walker and Vin Diesel. Later on, you had uh, Dwayne uh, Johnson, The Rock, come in. That's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about that. We're talking about parenting. <laughs> it's just changing fast and furiously, and you got to be really knowledgeable about the style of parenting that you're, you want to engage in. Here's the thing. Uh, some parents want to keep up. Some parents can't keep up. Some parents are uh, focused on uh, their lives and really don't care about their kids. It doesn't make any difference. It's a digital world, so you need to learn and stay current with what's going on. If you don't, you could wind up having some uh, really big problems down the line. So with that, my experience, I'll give you a real quick one. I talked about this previously on another uh, Connecting Dots. I was uh, talking about what I saw at McDonald's. And I had a uh, appointment that I was waiting for. So I just went to McDonald's, got a cup of coffee. I was sitting there and I watched these three kids come in. I looked up and there they go, right across me. One, two, three. And they were quiet. They were well-mannered. And one had an iPad and was working it. One had an iPhone, was working it. And the other one, they all went to the same table. They knew exactly what they were doing. I mean, they'd been here, but they've been to this McDonald's several times. And the other one, there's a some type of a contraption, some type of computer thing on the wall. And so the kids, one just went to that, that thing. So all three have got their devices. And I thought, that, oh, that's really interesting. I looked at Mama. She finally came by, and I thought, okay, this is, this is really interesting. Mother's got the typical crap food you get from McDonald's, the, the Coca-Colas instead of water. The, uh, the, the, you know, McDonald's is McDonald's. It's fast food. It is what it is. Don't, you know, no, no ifs, ands, or buts, but it's definitely not low carb, okay? I am big, 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 big into low carb, and uh, I'm not a fan of, uh, of junk food at all. If I can't pronounce it, I'm not eating it. But that's not the point. The point was these kids were totally into their machines. They didn't talk. Mom put her food down, distributed it. I'm sitting back looking like, okay, this is going to be interesting. And things like this, just I find, I find amazing. And so what happened was mom pulls out her phone and off they go. They're just, they're, they're doing it, man. They're, they're all doing it. They're eating. They're not looking at their food. <laughs> they're not having a conversation. All four of them are into their conversations. One little kid, you know, little man on totem pole. He's got the device on the wall, iPad, iPhone, and mom pulls out another phone. Unfreaking real. Okay, so the other thing I noticed while I was sitting there, and I got to tell you, I just don't go to McDonald's. It's not a place I go to. The only reason I go there is if I want to get a cup of coffee, sit back and relax. If I'm out driving and I, I have an appointment, sometimes I try to get out of the office, something I try to do periodically. But here's the thing. I saw all these people, especially boomer women. Boomer women are all on their phones. I mean, especially 65 and older, they're on their phones. And I've done some research. If you want to advertise on Facebook. What do you want to do? You want to advertise to older women? Well, that's not, they're not going to get on their laptops, they're not going to get on their desk. It's all iPhones. They're all on the cell phones. So the bottom line is, um, yeah, I think uh, if you got kids that are, that are interest, actually creative, you should encourage that. And here's one of the problems we have, okay? 
You know, again, I, I talked about the fact that creative people used to go to Hollywood. Well, now they can do it in their homes. But you also have to be very careful about the children that are gravitating towards video and wanting to do their own video and their own digital communications. Because in school, a lot of schools and a lot of counselors are going to say they suffer from ADD, attention deficit disorder. Now, the problem is creative children, not sometimes, well, look, I'm going to be real blunt with you. Me? Nah. I don't think outside of the box. I start by the premise that the box doesn't exist. I think that's the best way to do things. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. I've always been that way. I guess maybe years ago, if when I, you know, back in the, again, in the 60s, I guess I would have been called a little bit ADD. But I've always like, I always ask the question, why, how, why, who, what, where, when, why, and how. I was always asking questions. I didn't need to become a cop. I didn't need to become a researcher. I didn't need to become a uh, forecaster, which is what I do. No, I didn't need to do that. I didn't know to college. I knew instantaneously. I knew how to ask the damn questions. Who, what, where, when, why, and how. So the problem is, if you allow your children to start doing video, okay, not only are they going to think outside the box and they may reject that the box exists, that may carry over into school. So you're going to have to, again, work very carefully because, again, is the child self-motivated or do you have to drag them along? I know of a child, for example, he got his mother to buy him football helmets and pads and just a whole nine yards to play football. But he's not on a team. Ran around a yard a little bit, tossed a football around. That's it. You know, this is an expensive hobby if it's a hobby, and it doesn't need to be an expensive hobby. So the key thing is, if you can teach your children how to learn, that's great. Most people do not know how to learn. I have come to that conclusion within the last 10 years, and I think it's just a question that most parents are completely clueless on. Now, I sound like I'm really super negative. I'm not. I'm just telling you where I see things, that you just have a tremendous number of people that don't understand the importance of learning how to learn. And so it's a gift. It's also something you learn. And if it's a gift, the natural curiosity in life, that's cool. But at the same time, you have to develop it and really grow it. And um, so bottom line is, I could say, which I say all the time, I'm Paul Truesdale, and I'm a lifestyle business where business is a lifestyle. The other thing you could say is, I'm a student where learning is a lifestyle. Now, that would be another way of saying it. But you have to have the right mindset. So going through life, are you engaged or are you just chilling out? If you got a child that's engaged and really wants to do this stuff, then you need to facilitate it. Because I guarantee you, um, people like Elon Musk, Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, they didn't have parents that put them down. They didn't have parents that said no. They had parents that helped guide them, who encouraged them, and they moved them along into different directions. And um, that's what parenting's all about. So going through life being engaged is one thing, uh, or just standing in line, just standing in line and, and uh, you know, or you want to draw the line. Me, I'd rather draw the line. Hey, we're going to be over here. Well, but the line is for me. I don't care. You're at the back of this line. It's going to take four hours to get there. I'm making a new line. We're going over here. So it's natural for children with a gift and a desire to want to learn on their own, and they're going to gravitate towards digital media. So here's the thing. This is, for me, this is just a big, this is the key point. It's no big deal. This whole thing is about children and YouTube and digital media, it is no big deal. People make mountains out of molehills all the time. Let people individually have some individualism, in other words. Let them be expressive. You know, you got people who do creative writing, but yet we have people banning books. Oh my God, ban books. We've had people ban movies. You know, the Mormons, I'll give you an example. Back in 1985, the Mormon bishops, okay? The Mormon bishops came up with a, uh, a thing. They decided that... Uh 
MTV was a bad thing. God, I remember being a I remember being in Tampa and hearing about how the uh, Mormon Church had banned MTV from campus housing. And uh, of course, it reminds me of the song and uh, that uh, I want my MTV. But and again, that's but here's the thing: they said these songs are it's sex, drugs, witchcraft. It's bizarre, and so. The thing is that MTV, which was incredibly popular years ago, I don't know if it is now, it's definitely not a movie, it's not a music channel anymore. What they've done themselves is they started moving, they started capitulating to this buttercup and snowflake thing and saying, oh, we can't have, oh, people are complaining about things, oh, it's terrible. So they're starting to put shows that they used to have, they've removed them, they put them to late night, uh, music videos have been censored, uh, banned from the channel's rotation because of controversial uh, content. Um, here's the thing, um, it's just really sad that you have organizations like YouTube, uh, like MTV, that have put so many restrictions on the ability to creatively talk to one another, to communicate. I'm not at all in for censorship. I mean, absolutely none, not none whatsoever. But here's the thing. Let's now connect this with a couple of different things. I'm going to take a little bit of a longer break. I want to get a, a good cup of coffee. But um, let's connect this with the gold rush in California back in the 1800s. Now listen, if you want to get on my good side and be one of my big, big buddy friends, okay, I love jazz. I love blues. And uh, so if you've got any records, okay, I mean real records, you want to send them to me, you know the address on the website, 200 Northwest 52nd Avenue, Ocala, Florida, 34482. Send me those records if you don't want them. See, you go to the store and you say, yeah, I want to give Paul a gift. <laughs> I got a birthday coming up in July. Give me a gift. So... Um, I'm serious. I love jazz. So if you want to be nice to me, get me a good, I love jazz. I don't care what it is. The more obscure it is, the better. Man, I love and nasty, nasty blues. Oh, God, I love that stuff. When I get done with this podcast, I will definitely be cranking up the stereo here in the office. So we're going to talk about the gold rush, okay? Gold rush. When am I going to go now? Hey, here's the thing. My son said this, and so I'm going to give him credit. They're selling shovels to kids. Okay, that's what they're doing by by talking about by talking about YouTube camp or Tuber camp, video camp, and all that. They're shelling, selling shovels to kids. Here's what I mean: during the gold rush, who made the money? Oh yeah, they made money. There's no doubt they made money mining gold. The people who really make the money, the steady Eddie, just like if you watch a TV show, Gold Rush, the guy pro providing the uh, fuel, it's the guy providing providing the the pickaxes, the shovels, the shoes. 
all the things that you need to have a gold operation. So the problem with all of the articles that I've seen out there, not one of them, not one of these oh-so-smart journalists, which tend to be overwhelmingly alcoholics and drug addicts and not so bright if you look at the statistics on these people, not being mean, there's I'm sure some really bright people out there, but they're so far and few in between, especially in the uh, central Florida area, you got some real ding-dongs, Jesus. And, um, but the, nobody connects the dots. Nobody sat back and said, oh, let's see. Is there a business to this? No, they took the emotional side. They took the easy emotional story. Remember, if it bleeds, it leads. So from a business perspective, and we're connecting dots, that's what we do here. We connect dots from a business perspective. Hey, I'm Paul Truesdale. I'm a lifestyle business where business is a lifestyle. My forte is forecasting. My ability is to take the most complex things in the world and crunch them down to simple things. And I'm always forecasting using quantitative analysis. That's a no-brainer. That's just mathematics. But the qualitative analysis of what do you think is going to happen and then making very strategic big bets on things, anticipating that they're going to have. It's no different than playing blackjack. It's no different than playing cards. You, you count cards, okay? Somebody's got a single deck of cards. You're playing blackjack. It's pretty easy to count the cards. You play 21, not a big deal. You, you just work the odds. A lot of people have done it. I can do it. It's not a big deal. Anyone can learn to do it just with time. But the big thing is follow the money. And the money now is the how-to crew. The how-to crew is now hitting the streets and they're doing things like summer camp. Now, I have a business that I'm going to suggest people do at the very end that you may go, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. In fact, we are actually going to do that here at our firm. Coming up, I'll tell you right now, if you're interested in this, you can get with us, but we are definitely going to be doing something very similar to this. I won't let the cat out of the bag. But YouTube, look... They say they're intended for users who are at least 13 years of, of age and old, older. Google owns them. That's their parent company. And they say they collect market data and user data. So many younger children, they don't want to be doing that. I, I got to tell you right now, who cares? If the parents are, are monitoring the kids, let the kids do it. But you see, you could be 17, 18, 19, 20, and you're, you're not competent. Now, I just had a case when, in our law firm. We've got a case of a woman who died who's a complete hoarder. I mean, unbelievable. If it was on QVC or Home Shopping Network, she bought it. She died at home. It's a complete mess, complete out of money. A number of times this has happened. I've seen this. is unbelievable. A number of people who are older, they lose their spouse, their kids. They're uh, uh, not, uh, not uh, separated from, but uh, estranged from their families. They live alone. They like become cat ladies, that kind of a thing, and men. But then they die at home alone, and they have they have so much crap they bought because they're lonely. They go shopping. The only way they can get an endorphin high is shopping, and that's one of the things we will be doing another deep dive coming up in the uh, next couple of months on um, the physiological components of shopping and how it's not just bad behavior. It's it's an actual physical thing. So because of Children's Online Privacy Act, uh, it's just a bunch of bullshit to, to try to keep kids from doing something. It's like uh, alcohol, you know. Oh, let's ban alcohol. Well, geez, and then and the kids are going to drink. Oh, let's do prohibition. Oh, yeah. And so we created a massive mob here in the country. Again, the problem that we have with all of this parenting is that we're abdicating what we're, we should be doing. It's that it's the boomer mentality. And I'm a boomer, but this boomer mentality has ruined the nation. And that's what I mean. It's, it's also bled into Generation X, into Millennials, now Generation Z. 
you know, you had the silent, uh, you had the great generation. It's all about the government's going to take care of me. Oh, Johnny got hurt. We need to pass a law. Oh, it's so terrible. One person gets their underwear in a bind. You got to, you know, oh, it's so terrible. Well, earlier I was talking about, uh, um, for example, that song. Um, what's that song again? Uh, dire Straits did the song. And uh, it was where that, you know, I want my MTV. I'll, I'll think about it. I can't remember anymore. more. Um, oh, I know. Money for Nothing. It was, uh, yeah, 1985. 1985, Dire Straits, uh, Money for Nothing. It was a hit. I think it's actually number 95 on uh, Billboard's all-time best uh, best best songs but canada oh god canada canadian radio banned the song um back in 2011 because they got a complaint from somebody that said it uh it used the word faggot or fag something like that and that's unacceptable oh oh we can't use anti-gay slur faggot oh we can't use that and they had somebody complain now the band they're not backing down i mean it may be unsuitable for some people but then get a life. Grow up, buttercup. You know, quit melting, snowflake. That's my opinion. So they had some some jerk in Newfoundland made a complaint. And so they investigated and the Canadian Broadcast Standards Council found it was unacceptable and it was in contravention of human rights clauses from the Canadian Association of Broadcasters. Are you kidding me? You can't make this stuff up. These people are freaking nuts. I mean, they're absolutely nuts. So the uh, keyboardist, Guy Fletcher, for uh, the uh, Dire Straits, he said, uh, he was really quick to say, he criticized, he said, well, I reckon Canada can ban about 75% of all records ever made. He put this on his website, by the way, I'm actually going to read it. He said, what a waste of paper. Although a part of me understands the decision, he wrote, you can and should be allowed to write a song or poem and use the language that is or has been used uh, by real people in everyday life. No kidding. No kidding. All of this, I am so offended by language. Mm. What is bullying? Language. Mm. Teach your kids to muscle up. Mm. Oh, but my kid's sensitive mm. because you're a shit parent. That's probably what the case is. Are some kids overly sensitive? Probably. Guess what? They're rejects in life. They got a problem. And if you don't like what I'm saying and you go, oh, you're so mean, you're a loser because life isn't easy. You were born in pain. You're going to go out in pain. And in between, there's a lot of pain. You want to try to reduce the pain and enjoy life as much as possible. One of those things is to have a nicer level of physical, emotional, intellectual, and relationship relationships in life. To do that, it's nice to have money. It's one of the things we do here at Fixed Cost Financial is all things being equal, the less you pay, the more you have. We don't sugarcoat nothing, okay? And so as a result, I'm not being mean about it, but for crying out loud, the fact that the CBSC, I think they're called, can make such a ruling is completely missing the context about what kind of society we live in. So again, we have a buttercup and snowflake society, and I blame boomers, the silent generation, the greatest generation. My father, born in 1915, okay? The lost generation before that. You people just, you, you, you indoctrinated my generation, the boomer generation, to so many of them are just complete pussies. 
So while many parents, you know, won't even entertain the idea of allowing their children to be on YouTube uh, because it could invite bullying or predators, others view it as a creative outlet and they're teaching their children life skills. Oh, you know, Paul, you shouldn't be mowing grass at age 12 because there's a blade under the lawnmower and the blade could come off. It could cut your foot off and you would go through the rest of your life with only one foot. Yeah, I'll take that risk. Maybe I should turn the mower over with a wrench and make sure that the, the nut on the blade is tightened before I do that? Oh, but Paul, you know, the mower engine could blow up. Yeah, dad told me that I should check the oil before I mow. And if I, as long as I, you know, keep oil in the thing, but it could spring a leak. Yeah, you're right. It could. Maybe I should pay attention to the mower instead of just daydreaming. And if I see oil coming out, I probably should stop it. Well, but you never know. It could also throw a stone and the stone could hit a stop sign. The stop sign could then ricochet that stone back and get you in the eye. You could lose an eye, Paul. Oh yeah, they had a movie about that. It was, I think it was uh, about a BB gun. It was about Christmas. Again, for crying out loud, the number of people that are so concerned over bullying and predators. Well, how about we do this? We had a boatload of people killed in in, uh, Florida. A lot of people killed years ago in Columbine. Let's ban schools. That's it. I've got it. I can eliminate all school shootings. You can eliminate school shootings because when you gather a bunch of kids together, they could get shot. So one person from an investment firm is quoted as saying that they're sending their 12-year-old son to a YouTube camp. And it's costing $1,000 for a week. And that's, that's probably a pretty good price. They focus on 10 to 12, 10 to 17 year olds. And they want to, the child wants to learn how to put videos up on Fortnite. That's a, that's a game that you would play online. He's a straight A student. He's involved in lots of activities. The father's not worried. Here's what he says. He said, eh, so what? You know, he has a YouTube persona, not a big deal. It's not his life's goal. He's talked to him about it. The kid actually wants to be an orthopedic surgeon. Oh, shazam. Look at that. The kid wants to be an orthopedic surgeon. So he says, I'm perfectly fine with this. It's He's doing things on the side. Now, let's think about this. Kid becomes an ortho, does his own videos for marketing, for information purposes, clients. They get a lower cost. They get better care. Makes sense to me, right? The problem is we've got so many screwball ages. And I blame our stupid, spineless legislators from border to border and coast to coast and every municipality, county, state government, and the federal government, which is overpopulated with people that are so old they ought to be in a nursing home. You got age 12 for some things, 13 for others, 16, 18, 21, 25. The laws in this country are nuts. Either you're an adult or you're not, okay? So for example, um, well, we've poisoned a culture of growing up. The whole thing of exploring and individualism, you know, just like at age 65, oh, you're not worth anything anymore. Got to put you out to pasture. We have a mindset in this country that has got to change when it comes to age. So for example, some politicians are so damn old, they really ought to be in an old folks home and out to pasture. But it is what it is. Why are we electing these old people to office? I have no freaking clue. I I don't know. I think it's because nobody wants to go through the crap these people go through. 
But again, here's the thing. Some people, you know, the age of consent might be 13 in Minnesota, 16 in other states, 18 in other states. But if you have sex with somebody more than two or three years older than you, the other one could be in trouble. Oh, you can't, you see, you got to drive at, see, you learns permit at, at, uh, at 15. You can actually deliver newspapers at 12, but we don't have newspapers anymore, but you need a work permit to do that. But at age 13, uh, you can decide at age 13, you're old enough to decide if you want to have an abortion in some states. Oh, then you don't need parental consent. You can't smoke now until you're 21 or 18. Now, I think they want to take it to 25, but if you want to buy marijuana, that's perfectly fine at any age because marijuana is good for you. Oh, you can't rent a car until you're 25. Oh, but we want you to be able to vote at 16, but you can't drink alcohol until you're 21. Complete BS. That's all there is to it. So these ages, they're arbitrary. Who cares? That's the point. If you said, well, where are you going with this? Age is a mindset. I have children who are all three of them, okay, were way more mature than their age. They're all exactly the way they were when they were in, in, um, in the womb. Their personalities, they literally came out and became exactly what they were in the womb. One's very quiet. One's very methodical. One's very active. Doesn't make any difference. These people have been around, well, they've been around me. I'm a very, uh, when I'm doing these videos, doing the audios, doing the podcast, I can be very animated. I enjoy the entertainment aspect of it, but I, I'm not that way when I'm one-on-one. I tend to be much more quiet and do a lot of reading, and our kids do a lot of reading. Again, age is a mindset. It's an absolute mindset. So again, kids can create accounts with their parents. YouTube spokesman said that when they become aware of someone younger than 13, they immediately terminate the account. Age of consent, working, driving, voting, smoking, rental cars, Again, like I said, either you're an adult or you're not. Again, this we've just gone so far overboard, it's it's foolish, and we're pandering to this pussification of the country. So other parents said they feel overwhelmed by technology. One guy said, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat, Vimeo. He said, I don't know how to manage them. I have no idea. So I have an idea. There's a business. There is absolutely a business that people can get involved in. And I'm going to share that with you in just one moment. So where's the business? Well, you, we're, you know, Paul, you already said summer camp for kids. No, 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 no. Wrong, 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 wrong. I'll tell you where the business is. The business is for families and churches. For those of you who are involved in a church, you should be doing this right now. Every church should have a social media, digital media classes for to educate and how to figure things out. So what I want you to do is I want you to think about how could you get people that you're connected with in your group to actually, you could do this into a business. Now, if you've got parents out there, they, they don't know how to do things. I mean, I remember when VCRs first came out. My dad never could figure out how to VCR. DVD player, not a chance in the world. Bottom one, said, nope, can't do it. So as a result, you have parents out there that are completely clueless. The kids are way ahead of them. You need to have ongoing learning. See what I talked about before about a lifetime of learning? It's the same thing. So no, instead of for summer camp for kids and the kids are getting smarter than you, how about doing it for families, vacations, where the whole family actually starts learning something. Then you can take that back and then you could do it for the rest of your life. Again, I talked about churches, embracing, learning to grow. Don't be stupid about it. And you have people who will do this for profit, not for profit, just the way it is. So another idea of getting back to basics. Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts, a good example. You know, take scouting. 
Boy Scouts of America have completely abandoned the original insight as to the soul for boys. These are, I don't care what anybody says, boys are natural warriors. Don't get me wrong. There are girls out there who uh, play cops and robbers and become cops and robbers as well. But generally speaking, girls tend to play with dolls. Boys tend to play with guns. It's always going to be that way. It's a it's a natural thing. I mean, you can try to buttercup and snowflake and, and, uh, and castrate all the men in the world, but it's not going to happen for everybody. It's biological, it's cultural, and it's transmitted through genetics. Don't fight the real world. It just See that from an investment standpoint, for those of you who just got upset and said, oh, I can't believe you're saying this kind of stuff. Well, here's the reality in life. You make money in reality. You don't make money in fantasy land. Let me make it real clear. You make money on facts and figures, not in fantasy. So this is the real world. The bottom line is scouting movement is gone to hell in a handbasket. So you have boys and girls. How about you start doing this? How about you have boys and girls and families and kind of taking that scouting approach, don't have to be discriminatory about it, but you segregate intelligently based upon norms and normal behavior. Embrace it and go with it. So maybe having a family that is attuned to technology, that wants to be tuned into technology, that's voluntary. This is a voluntary group of association. You don't have to force people into this group that aren't interested. See where I'm going with this? Because it would be defeating the purpose. And what you wind up doing is you actually empower people to have a family hobby that they might really enjoy. And they could make some real serious money from it. Look, YouTube says they have one billion hours of video viewed every day. And TV ain't got anywhere near that. That's a ton of content for eyeballs. And of course, it's very slim that anybody's video is going to rise up on the YouTube algorithm. And nobody knows what the mystery is of that anyways. So forget it. Don't, don't do that. It's not worth trying to be popular. What you want to do is you want to have enough people that you are connected with so that, you know, you have your small group. Um, so again, for example, we don't do anything on YouTube. And here's the reason why. If you get stuck with YouTube and they say, oh, well, Linda Lamo and Lily Liver Washington didn't like what Paul said. So we're going to ban Paul because what I said, I said the word faggot earlier in relationship to Dire Straits and her song. Well, you could have some pinhead to go, oh, I can't believe you said that. And then you're banned. So you don't want to ever use something, especially from a business standpoint, where you're dependent upon Facebook or YouTube or Snapchat or Instagram. Don't do that. So you have these things called, they're called level up learning centers. These camps cost about $300 a week. And this isn't lockstep school, okay? Like in school, you got to teach to the test. It's all about taking these damn tests. Everyone's bland to stand in line. What they do is they do an initial assessment. They look at the kids, uh, well, the students' interests, skill levels, and they customize a learning path to foster curiosity. And one of those learning paths is, of course, video, audio. And they have these projects. They have courses. They actually challenge the kids. They're trying to unlock new levels of engagement. And uh, again, they use for, it's available for elementary school, middle school, high school, specialized learning paths. Um, and the founder of this said that uh, what he did is that five years ago, his son went at age 11 then, uh, was struggling to develop his own YouTube channel. Uh-oh, under age 13. His videos really weren't getting many views. The kids at schools were posting negative comments, and the kid became overwhelmed. He was constantly trying to build an audience and putting new views up. Now, this guy was smart. He said, you know what? The stress that his son experienced, he wanted to eliminate that. And what he did is he helped his son manage his expectations. The key is managing expectations. 
It's no different than our, our, our firm here at Fixed Cost Financial. We actually have people who periodically will just have un, unrealistic expectations. And what they'll do is they'll say, well, you know, I want the stock market to give me a, a, a 12% guaranteed return. I, periodically, I expect to be a 20% return. I never want to have a negative year. And I want everything tax-free. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. Connecting Dots is brought to you by Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing. It's better because it's simple and works. Break the mold. Be different. So going back to it's because the kid made the video, now he had to learn uh, doesn't mean anybody's going to come. I mean, you might have the greatest pen or pencil in the world, but nobody wants to buy it. So what? So he learned how to do marketing, promotion, selling, and the kid learned to have a thick skin. So the bottom line in Los Angeles, they have another company called Star Camps. And uh, well, they've kind of become an internet sensation. Uh, they're a two-week camp designed for a first through sixth graders, cost $750, and trying to get kids to school in school to have a voice and to have their unique voice and be a successful YouTuber. Um, Star is the largest summer camp in uh, Los Angeles. And uh, this year they have 40 different really cool things. Echo Station, Project Catwalk, Superhero Design, uh, Brick Lab, Jedi, Mind Bricks, Woodworking. And see, they still do basic things like woodworking, metallurgy, and all that kind of stuff. But they do coding and, and lots of other things. Again, they have 400 camps, and I would say that's just a real big wow. Okay, so in Houston, they have a story of a father. Um, he wanted to help his son create a channel at age 12. Uh-oh, one year under the YouTube uh, age. He rolled him into a video production camp, and they weren't called YouTube cha- camps back then. They were just video ca- camps. The father said, yeah, I've held boom mics for the kid. I've helped adjust the lighting. And what it, guess what it turned into? It turned into a family affair. So, kid never found fame. Um, he didn't want it. But what he did do, he started creating short films and went on to win a international film festival for student uh, film filmographers. So the broad mind is project management. It's critical thinking. You can do this in everything. Financial planning is just all the same. I can't stand people who call themselves financial planners because it's just project management. Help your child write a program, do the outlining, figure out what channel they want to do, what they're going to offer, get the target audience, get the videos posted up. You might even consider getting endorsements. That's a good idea. And do quality over quantity. Now, help your kid, your kid realize that, you know, just getting a large number of clicks is not worth it. What you want to do is be known in your community. You can be, uh, listen, there is no local news. One of the things that I tried talking to people about in our podcasting for business news and fun was to get people to realize there's no local news content at all. And that is another area of wide open opportunity to be the local news broadcaster. People want to know what's going on. There's no local news. You might say, oh yeah, there's local news. We heard about the, there's no local news. There is no local news and it's it's really sad. There's so much things that are going on out there, but it's just not enough time to print it. People aren't all that interested, but with digital technology, yeah, you can get advertisers, you can do pretty good. So you can do some really amazing things with only a small number of people. So pursuing fame from a numerical sense isn't necessary. Don't put that pressure on your kids. Don't even encourage them to try to do something that's going to go viral. Because remember, you do something super, super stupid, you can't take it back. Launch with training wheels, okay? Remember, you can turn the comments off. And I would consider Vimeo over YouTube. I like Vimeo a lot. I think uh, we use it. But parents need to be involved. The discussion, the process, again, the time it takes to educate themselves and their kids. You got to be supportive. To be supportive in a smart way, make sure that you monitor and eliminate stupid comments. 
And, uh, you know, six or seven, you know, it's probably a little young, but um, again, began slowly integrating them into the world of digital technology, video, understanding that when it's out there, it's there. Again, it's just common sense, common sense. Also, you can make your account private so only grandma and grandpa and very few people can see it. That's another thing that you can do. So the bottom line is, you know, discuss the content, uh, have a plan, talk with your kids about how things work. it's, it's, It's a whole new world. So we've been talking here for a while. This is a long, deep dive into, again, YouTuber camp. Okay, video camp for kids. But we need video camps also for adults. You might want to look for one of these things where you can actually do this as a family project, develop it. You know, I, I don't know how many parents have done this where you say, okay, look, like in my household, there's five of us. We're going to buy five books. Everybody's going to read and we're going to read a book and have a discussion on it. I don't know if you've ever done that. You got a, you got one child, two children, do that with them. You know, you when you, the kids were little, if you were a good parent, you read with them. Okay, you read, you read nights, you read to them. Okay, Jack and Jill went up the hill to fetch a pail of gold. Jack, Jill fell down and Jack turned his name into Donald and built a royal crown. I don't know. Have some, have some fun with it. But if you didn't read to your kids at night, you're, you're a jerk, okay? You, you forfeited your parent status as a parent. But why did you stop? Why did you stop? Oh, because life carries on. Oh, the kid grows. No, you, you stopped. You abdicated what you were doing. You abdicated to the school system. Again, that's why I blame boomers and the great generation, silent generation, all these people. You, you, you abdicated to schools. And the kids that were actually innovative and actually want to do things, want to think outside of the box, what'd you do? You drugged them up. Oh, got to give them Ritalin. Oh, they got ADD. You screwed the pooch with a lot of these people. And I'm kind of passionate about this because I can tell you, I've seen a lot of kids do stupid things with video because their parents didn't talk to them about it. Here's what you need to do. Have a discussion. You might have a kid that's dumber than a sack of rocks. You got to deal with that. You might have a kid whose seed blew a long ways away from the tree. You got to deal with that. But most people are not that stupid. Most people have uh, brains. And if you simply sit down and talk with them, you can, uh, you can make sure that they, they do the right thing. With that, we'll finish up. We'll get out of here. Always remember, never forget, you want to spend time with the people you like and love. You want to get rid of the people who are a pain in the ass in your life. This concludes this episode of Connecting Dots. Thank you for listening. Please visit our sponsor, Fixed Cost Financial, the home of fixed cost investing at fixedcostinvesting.com. That's fixedcostinvesting.com. We got love that will never need to hide. Love will always rise above. Whatever comes, we will be just fine. If I am yours and you are mine. Take my hand and let's fly away to another galaxy. Hold me close, I want to feel your love. Together we are free. Just be with me. Just be with me. Just be.
Reproduction prohibited without written authorization.